the Looking Busy podcast, your weekly dose of current affairs, faith, and a little bit of nonsense. And don't forget your tweetable content. Mm-mm-mm. So, guys, how's your week been? All right, yeah, I was home, did the trek up. Uh, it was so nice, nice to get a little top up, you know. Why are we there? Had a friend's wedding. Nice. So. That was and it was a beautiful day for it, and it was in Dunkeld, mm. which I know neither of you have a clue where that is. Not at all. Isn't that, that film? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, no, it was nice to see people catch up. Oh, I got a really good poem. Do you want me to read it out to you? Did you see it on my Insta? No, might as well. She wants yeah, to well, I mean, you, you, you're getting it up now. So. <laughs> I can't say no. No, but I was going to put my accent on and everything. Oh, do it. Okay, Is so it it's, Robbie Burns? It's a poem. No, so I was just walking out. So Dundee just had opened their V&A. It's an extension of a V&A from London, but it's specific to Scottish design. So they just opened that like a month ago, I think. So I went in and had a little nosy on my way out. This real like Dundonian oh, guy. Oh, had a little nosy. Yeah, I know. I know. Is that? Had a little nosy. <laughs> um, and this like guy just came out and he was like, "Do you want a poem?" So I was like, "Sure, okay." So I took it from him and I had a little laugh. Were you at meant it. to pay him for it? Because no, he's handing out free poems. Wow. Apparently, I should pass this on though. So this is me passing it on. Okay. Right, you ready? Mm-hmm. All was here before you. All will be here after you. You can't own anything. What matters is what you do when you're here. You can't take it with you. This world's your birthright and you hey guardianship for such a short time. As legends like Bob Marley and William Wallace. Please pass these words on and I have done with you now. Um, an English translation of that for... <laughs> It's like the poem, eh? <laughs> Amazing! Oh, a bit of a tear <laughs> I liked how we used Bob Marley and William Wallace, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the two aspirational people in Scotland, I guess. Mm, it's true. I was going to say. <laughs> it's true. Bob Marley, big Scottish legend. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> so, Luke, how was the stag this weekend? Oh, yeah. Stag was good. It was... Um, not too messy, thankfully. No one throwing up on the um, track or anything. So, uh. yep, survived it. Back here, made it in on Monday, which is more than can be said for Leslie. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there on the stag as well. <laughs> I was like, stag, stag, stag. Lad, lad, lad. Everyone was like, who's she? I was like, oh, sorry, guys. She really wanted to come. <laughs> My weekend was pretty good. Went up to Northampton with a good friend of mine, actually family. Um, it was a baby dedication they had on Saturday. No, nice Sunday. Pretty chilled. Drove all the way up there. Drove back. No issues. No problems. Yeah, but, um, did you? When did you drive back? I drove back on Monday. <laughs> why did you, you drive reason? back on Monday, Leslie? <laughs> because I have a curfew. <laughs> <laughs> So the black box has made you have to take annual leave. Oh, the black box oh. made me take Saving annual. money on insurance, oh. losing holiday. <laughs> so guys, this week's topic is going to be on witchcraft and how it's on the rise within millennials. But before we move on to that, let's first address Halloween, which is coming up next week. 
We actually opened a discussion on Instagram this week and we have a few of our responses. Um, I know a lot of people were saying that, you know, instead of having Halloween um, parties, they tend to have like light parties mm. um, to replace it. Or um, I think I saw someone else said that they had uh, they had a holy ghost party. Um, I don't know if you guys could like help read some of the responses. Yeah, this woman um, said about how she has a colleague who is a witch and Halloween is their ma- major night of celebration. She carried on, she says, we were never allowed um, children to be involved in this or go to the parties. Like, it's a great way for churches to get involved with society. Um, a lot of people just, yeah, like you said, like mm. they do extra, do their own kind of party. Mm. Yeah, I think mainly what we got was responses saying that it's, you know, it, we shouldn't just hide behind the curtains and shut our doors and hope that yeah. kind of the next day comes and that we're all fine. But actually we should be responding to this as Christians and saying, right, well, people are celebrating, um, you know, things that we completely disagree in, but how are we reclaiming that? How are we saying that? Jesus is more powerful than this, that he, you know, is the light of the world. So I think, you know, it's a really interesting discussion that opened it up a lot. We had, you know, well, you know, other people saying that, you know, it's just a bit of fun for their kids. So we have people from kind of all different perspectives. And I guess that's what we're kind of saying is we just want to open up this Mm. conversation that no answer that you put there is going to get like shut Shut down. down. But, you know, this is a space where you can say what you like and, People may disagree with you, but let's be really like considerate and kind with each other in our, the opinions that we're yeah. sharing. Which I think is what happened. So if you are interested in <laughs> giving your opinion as well, because we do care, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram at LookingBusyPod. Many people who celebrate Halloween actually don't know its origins. So I'm um, just going to give you a quick brief into the background. So it's a symbolism of death, which originates from the pagan Samhain festival. And um, it started within like with the Celtics and they would believe that the dead would walk among the living. So they had they did different um, practices like dressing up as the spirits and carving faces. Um, but obviously this holiday has now not holiday, but this day has now grown into what we see today as halloween um so my question to you guys is what did halloween look like in your homes growing up and what does it look like for you now Mm. when i was growing up so i think people who've listened to previous podcast episodes know that both of my parents were ordained and my dad's been ordained for kind of over 15 years so i like grew up in a like a vicarage and stuff and when this happened we like decided to instead of kind of just shying away from it actually like like kind of doing what we talked about earlier and a few people responded with kind of having those like parties in church so that people who were scared or uh, families with young kids wouldn't feel like they were kind of in their house at night kind of getting scared by people dressing up and coming to the doors so I remember we did something I think it was called um saints and sausages which was basically we like met up had a party and everyone ate like hot dogs so um i loved it like who did who didn't love sausages and you'd go yeah literally linda mccartney (laughs) (laughs) um to be honest like these days it kind of passes me by most years like i don't know i just kind of forget that it's halloween a lot of the time Mm, until mm. october 31st even though there's a lot of stuff in 
the shops it's sold so early that by the time it kind of gets around Halloween you've kind of been like desensitised to it so you're kind of like already at church maybe or just at home chilling out and kind of see like a couple of ghouls walking past a window or something <laughs> with their little like sweet buckets but yeah like it I don't think it really has much of an effect on me today like I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I'd go out of my way one way or the other to get involved in it to be honest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I um I don't I wouldn't say that I've, I've necessarily celebrated it a lot but mm-hmm. I was definitely allowed to more so than others so I wasn't aware, I didn't know about the roots or anything like that, so I kind of, um, my school would do Halloween parties and pumpkin carving parties, so I definitely, like, I, I attended them, but I was always dressed up as, like, a fairy or even a cat, that was the darkest I got. <laughs> it was a black <laughs> um, And But you know what, you know why I loved it? Because I got to wear makeup. Oh, okay. That was my highlight. Oh, my mm-hmm. shadow <laughs> <laughs> um, But then, kind of, like, I think I just, because probably in Mexico as well, it's so Americanized. Yeah. And American Halloween is probably super different. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, even yeah. Yeah. just short term in the states and i was there over halloween and it is so different because you dress up like di- it's different things you how dress we, up how yeah. it's probably yeah it's it's just more of like kids having fun it's for mm. kids it's not for adults really. yeah yeah um so yeah and then kind of later on i did kind of go out and things like that dressed up and i did think it was fun but now yeah i don't do anything and i'm carving think... pumpkins <laughs> yeah i did that last year it's fun isn't it I think that um, like I think as Christians we have a tendency to make it this massive thing and I think it obviously there is an importance on it but I think for our friends who like are non-believers I genuinely don't think they like go down the streets with their kids dressed up because they're worshipping the devil or because they you know are believing in like the power of demons I think it is one of these things that it's just another consumerist event, kind of oh, like yeah. Valentine's Day, yeah. Christmas, yeah. Easter for them. Like Easter has no significance because of the resurrection of Jesus for people in the same way that Halloween doesn't. Mm. And so I think we can get ourselves very wound up sometimes over misunderstandings. And I know that, that we you know we believe that there is something that kind of goes on there in the spiritual yeah. realm. But actually, I think often we just need to cut people a bit of slack. Like the way to talk to people about these things is never to go in all guns blazing yeah. aggressively talking Give about people Jesus, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, religion, exactly. No, 100%. I mean, as I say, every podcast now, I feel my mom's very African, <laughs> 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 so I think in Africa, Halloween, well, it's just not a thing. Um, it's not, it's not a thing in Congo. Um, I can't speak on the rest of Africa. But um, so when my mom, even when my mom first came to the country, when they were knocking on her door for her, it was a big thing. She said that she goes that she ran to her room, that she opened the really? door, she opened the door and she saw these little like demons and stuff. She's like, ah! and she, ah! ran. <laughs> she ran. <laughs> so it's like growing up, um, she was just like she just refused us like anything that was witch related. Like I never watched Harry Potter, still haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> that is mad, man. I yeah. can't believe that. Um, like, just have, just literally keeping away from these things. 
all together but i think what happened is you rebel i think that's the thing about sometimes mm. when you um you're so strict on certain things it's that we would sneak out anyway so we'd go to parties would like i was always um a dead school girl because <laughs> i i already had the costume all i had to do is just cut it up a bit and just like like use her lipstick and stuff like ketchup it has has gotten a bit more intense with dress ups yeah it used to be i would just shove on like a princess dress or even at uni i would put on a tutu or whatever Mm. and it would Mm. like i would be able to be a fairy or whatever and it would be fine whereas now everything turns it like the makeup's gone way more extreme and everything Mm. is like a dead cheerleader or yeah. a dead whatever. Yeah. And the like masks are freaky, yeah. man. The masks are actually scary. You see people walking down the street like, whoa, I'm going to stay I think they've just realised that the adults love dress-up. Yeah. So let's just like now, sell it to yeah. them as well. More money yeah. to be made. More though, money. Yeah. Like, I think Expensive even, costumes. Like you said, marketing's gone crazy with it. Cause I know so have you guys never watched Hocus Pocus? No. No! Oh. It used to be my favourite. Never. Not anymore, obviously. Is it like a Halloween <laughs> film? Yeah, so they pretty much come across. Unless she's like, not anymore, but she watched it last night. Yeah, she's like, I not anymore, I'm feeling convicted like, today. <laughs> it's like Leslie with the meat last night. <laughs> and I went home and I was eating meat. I was like, yeah! I'm really convicted. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to text you, like, are you eating meat today? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat, no, the day after I didn't actually eat meat. But anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> that was last week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to listen to that. <laughs> on the topic of Halloween, we're just going to move on to the religion of Wicca, which uses Halloween to celebrate Samhain, which we mentioned before earlier in the podcast, which is the pagan festival that the Celtics um, celebrated. Um, just in case people don't know what Wicca is, because I actually didn't. Wicca is a modern religion that practices witchcraft. Um, and But Wicca uses, like, natural stuff. So, earth and, like, you know, they're into... Um, they're, they're very into nature and... Um, so that's how they make their spells and everything. Um, so just going into it, millennials are uh, all of a sudden interested in witchcraft and tarot cards why do you guys think this is happening i think we've seen tons of articles in the media over the last few years that millennials are shying away from mainstream religion even though as a generation they are people who are very spiritually open and i think where some millennials would say um religions like christianity islam judaism have failed them they're having to look for alternative religions to get their kind of like spiritual um satisfaction that they're looking for and so they're turning towards these kind of things like wicca because there's nowhere else for them to turn to and they're interested into what the supernatural looks like as you said they're interested into oh what is this kind of other realm apart from um, the realm that we live in and i think you know, we believe as Christians that there is a supernatural realm, that there is a spiritual realm, and as well as the good things, there are the bad things. And we believe in a lot of the things that kind of these um, religions like Wicca would be talking about, like demons and stuff. And so there is something real about what they're doing, and I think people have found that. Yeah, and I was on um, 
the trusted and reliable Daily Mail. Oh, no. Again. No, again. <laughs> I don't go on the Daily Mail that often. Sure. Just every podcast. Just once a day. Um, <laughs> joking. But it was, inter- it was interesting because it did say, look, similar to what you were saying, it put in a quote saying that there's always a pull to alternative spiritualities in times of polit- political upheaval. Mm, and it, like, it referenced back to 1960s and blah, blah, blah. But, um, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But to the juicy stuff. Anyway. <laughs> but this, yeah, so then the, this article, I kind of feel like, explains that a lot of which craft or a lot of Wiccans um, don't really feel like they're um, falling through with their religion they more just see it as like like they don't look at it as like Satan or kind yeah. of the evil side of it they more look at it as like being environmentally minded um, taking the time out to practice self care to nurture themselves in a busy world to take away from like um sorry to tap into like kind of the mindfulness and meditation and the the spell side of it is just them kind of taking control over stuff that they maybe aren't able to take control of so it's um so it kind of mentioned those topics which we can all know that mindfulness has had a huge growth recently so it's not surprising that a religion that kind of taps into that um, mindfulness would also be on the increase Mm -hmm. like in the rise Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that it's like it's kind of like not necessarily a cool thing but that they're able to be like the um, on social media they're quite like a um, a a presence there and they probably grew more so with social media than any other religion yeah yeah and also I think um people say the way they dress i think what is just going on the cool thing that you were saying they have a certain look that is people are attracted to so some people are like following it, especially younger people are following it not actually knowing what it is they're getting themselves into but they kind of like the style mm. and the hype that you know it is to call yourself a witch and instagram to have the hashtag to get followers um so everyone's kind of going into that but final question just as christian christians what does the bible say and how do we react to this because at the end of the day it is just because we are you know the word the word says that we are in the world but not of the world but we still need to know Mm. what is going on in our surroundings and um you know how 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 do we react to this as christians living in this world in these times yeah, so I think um, the growth of stuff like Wicca and tarot cards is because people are looking for answers and they are either not finding them in mainstream religion or they're looking for different answers to the questions that they're asking. That's why they look for tarot cards because they want to know what's going to happen in their lives and mm-hmm. they want to know it now and they don't want to wait, basically. And they go to a tarot card reader who will tell them what's going to happen in their life in 10 minutes. Whether or not that's true is kind of besides the point. People want that. Like we talked about in other podcasts, it, we are in this instant culture where people want answers. They want them now. They want the things that they want as soon as possible. And so they go for tarot card readings because 
they get told their life story as soon as possible. This is what's going to happen with your life. This is where you are at the moment. Mm. This is the kind of thing that's going on. And something really interesting, as I was kind of looking around this subject, was something called the Jesus Deck, which has been started by um, some people in the Church of England, which is basically cards that, um, instead of being like tarot cards that are um, showing, I, I mean, I don't even really know. I've got to admit I'm quite ignorant of tarot cards but I guess whatever the different um, symbols and pictures on them mean the Jesus deck has pictures from different uh, scriptures in the bible from parables and stuff like that and it's a new way of the church sharing in those kind of environments with people about the gospel and so I know that they have been to some like various different events with this where kind of tarot card readers have been there as well and they've you know, they do it for free and they say, if you want a card reading, come to us. And so they will then pray beforehand and they will kind of put the cards down and they will, instead of giving people a tarot card reading, they'll give them like what they believe to be prophecy from God. And so what God is saying into their life at the moment. And this is kind of one of the things we were talking about earlier in the podcast. There are areas that too often we as Christians are probably shied away from because either, like I said earlier, we are ignorant ourselves or we're a bit scared. Yeah. And so this is a way in which they have been responding to that. So I think that's just one clear example that we can kind of show coming up with creative ideas ourselves. Yes. Yeah, well, I was um, I was reading up this article of this guy that was, he was kind of going down the line of like how um how we are afraid to mock satan mm-hmm. and so he kind of ta- tapped into that topic of um like we're surrounded and we're in a spiritual realm like constantly um and it, in scripture even we see that it says like that um that we should kind of laugh and mock satan um and that we have kind of been a bit hesitant to do that and i think Halloween might show that some people just um, instead they don't want to like I don't know teach their children about it or they don't want to talk about it or so forth like I um, whereas yeah I think we should definitely encourage the conversation because um, if anything our our fear of the topic is because we just don't know anything mm-hmm. like I I sent Leslie I sent a link of the documentary that BBC did where Alice Levine mm-hmm went to young witches and chatted to them and if you watch that documentary you'll see that none of those people are casting spells for evil purposes it's for their own they're kind of doing like a like an aura or like they're doing like this is just to make me feel peace today or whatever like obviously the roots is way deeper and they're walking a fine line i definitely wouldn't recommend that at all but it's just like (laughs) even just the awareness of seeing like they're not all for it like evil purposes like it's just they might be lost or they might just be looking for something and this happened to come along so just having like an open eye and a listening ear to just be like hey watch like um not that we'll easily walk and come up to witches often but even just chatting to people about halloween like oh so like what's your thoughts on halloween where do you think it came from or um do you just see it as a bit of fun or do you actually um, do you know that like um you know there's more to this than you might think and um i don't know even then that can lead into a topic of do you believe in the spiritual realm do you believe that mm. there's 
like we can use it as a conversation yeah. point really easily because everyone talks about Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. I think when you guys were talking, it reminded me of, um, well, most of Paul's letters is when he would talk about how um, the different churches and it's like people in the churches are having all these discussions and arguments about things, but it's almost about things that are, they are important in themselves, but they're not the most important, so they distract people. So it's almost like not being distracted and actually focusing. And when you get the opportunity to give someone Jesus, like like you said, Ness, these people may just be lost. Because even when you said that someone's looking for peace, I, most of us are looking for peace, but we, mm. we found the true peace, which is the Prince of Peace, it's Jesus. They just haven't had that opportunity. And if you go in there angry, you know, like you were saying, either someone's angry or they are um, scared, either way, the person's not going to receive yeah. Christ. And I think, like you guys are saying, it's like the most important thing is starting a discussion. Like I said before, we really want to hear what you guys have to say, especially mm. about topics like this. So, um, you know, d- slide into our DMs if you have to. Um, our email is looking.busypodcast. No, it's not. No, looking. <laughs> <laughs> just... Looking busy. There's no dot. It's just looking busy. New Haven Mind dot. Unless maybe it is a dot. That's why we've got no email. I'm sure it's just looking busy. (laughs) (laughs) What you looking at? Right. Now we're moving on. Luke, what you been reading? I've been reading a little book called Lightbox by KJ Orr. I mean, I say it's a little book, but it's actually like a series of short stories. Mm. And this is a classic case of, I judged a book by its cover, and I bought it from a bookshop about two years ago, and it just sat on my bookshelf at home, because it looked really nice, and I never read it. And then when I started working for New Wine, and I had a little bit of kind of commute time on the bus, I started reading through it, and yeah, I, I think they're sick, really. So the little description inside talks about how um, each tale in KJ Orr's moving collection is charged with the irrepressible human urge to connect in the face of disorientating change. So there's like loads of random stuff. So there's um, like a young man discovers he's going blind in a foreign city. There's one where an astronaut um, comes back down from space um, and returns to kind of his wife and he's having to get used to like gravity and using like his body like he used to before he went into space um yeah and there's loads of other ones in there but the way in which she writes all of the stories like just really get you thinking they're so kind of well put through together that you really feel like you're in that story you know how the best authors write and you have the picture of the story in your head and it's like so vivid and yeah, I really love the stories. They're so different to normal like short stories. They're really deep, but really quick and fast paced. Like I don't feel like there's they're lengthened too long. I don't feel like they're too short, but they really are full of emotion. And yeah, I cannot and recommend them highly else, enough. They'll look good on your book. Yeah, now. exactly. So, and also winner of the two thousand sixteen BBC National Short Story Award. Oh! Sounds like a bit of a niche award, but uh, still on it. So, yeah, big recommendation from me. Nice. Liz, what you've been listening to recently? So, I stormed through any podcast recently. <laughs> so, I've been listening to Ness's favorite podcast, The High Low. Oh, 
yeah. you like it? Oh, yeah. Really good. And I know she has recommended it already. So I'm kind of doing a bit of a cheat. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was listening to The High, though, and they had the authors of a book called um, Slay in Your Lane. Mm-hmm. and um my it, favorite book yeah. it's um just obviously it's october this month as well and i kind of wanted to you know big up black history month <laughs> so it's a book by two black um black british girls women and they taught they have interviewed like successful black women within the uk and kind of like ask them their story their struggles and it's across the line so it's career it's romance it's just literally their life experiences and i think it was really interesting to have the ladies of the hilo bring them on the podcast yeah it was a a really good one and interview them and they were talking about race relations i know that sometimes um conversations on race relations can be very awkward but it wasn't awkward at all it was literally like these are the statistics Mm. this is your experience and you know sorry that this is your experience or wow i didn't know this was your experience Mm. it was literally very very straight and very interesting to hear and i think for me as well it's very interesting to hear that the struggles or some of the struggles that i didn't even know i was having because it's so ingrained into society so it's almost like i just thought oh it's normal for me to feel like this for this to happen and then for me to listen to the podcast podcast (laughs) and um they were just like no that's that's not normal and they were like because we never went through those experiences because the two hosts are two white girls and they're like we never actually went through those experiences so mm. it's kind of like they were comparing their stories um so i'm going to chat about a ted talks sick you know <laughs> it was about time we were to drop in a ted talk have to <laughs> are we are we millennials if we don't talk oh, about no, ted exactly. talks uh, <laughs> Um, but this one, I I've <laughs> listened to. Tree in the forest, and there's no TED talk about it. <laughs> Did it ever happen? <laughs> um, I've listened to this one twice, and both times I've listened to it, I've been like, like I felt the same inspiration. Like it wasn't like I was over it. If that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. So um, it's called How to Stop Screwing Yourself Over, by Mel Robbins, who is Tony Robbins' wife. Um, so she's also a life coach. Um, probably not as big as obviously Tony Robbins, but um, mm. but she's still great. Um, and she just kind of talks into um, how the amount of effort that it needs for us to step out of our bed is the same effort required to shape up your life. So she talks kind of into like um, how we are easily we easily go into autopilot but if we want to actually change things that won't we're not going to do that at all like um she kind of referenced our kids like how like they're not going to stop eating snacks before dinner she has to tell them because they'll that'll be their go-to that oh that's what they want to do um but when you reach a certain adult stage you don't have that like adult voice telling you all that kind of stuff so you need to do that yourself and we Mm -hmm. easily stop doing that and we just go into autopilot so she was kind of talking about how to demolish our comfort zones and she just was like she just was yeah just saying like the same energy when you're don't press snooze when your alarm goes off just get up get out of bed and that's the same energy you need to do to kind of change things in your life um it's only like 17 minutes long really quick but yeah we'll uh, have the link in the bio but just a quick little 
short talks and motivate your morning if yeah. you're not a morning person like myself <laughs> how long is it how long I need is to, it i said she that said 17 minutes, 17 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> So as Ness said, we will have all those recommendations uh, linked below and some of the stuff that we talked about in our main um, topic today as well about um, witchcraft and Halloween, all that stuff. You know, um, the Alice Levine um, BBC iPlayer TV programme, we'll link that below. We can link stuff like the Jesus deck stuff so you can have a kind of a look at that. And um, yeah, until next time, thanks for listening to us once again. Get engaging with us, you know, ask us some questions that you want to hear the answers to if you think you've got a really good topic that you want to listen to then fire it our way and we will talk to you next time not see you because you can't see us we're in your phone but <laughs> see you later bye, bye. <laughs> that was a weird bye <laughs> peace <laughs>